This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 34. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host this week, Brett Hurst. And I'm your co-host, Kelly Hurst. And we are both marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Our hope is simple. We always want to encourage you in your marriage relationship. Today we have very special guests in the studio with us. Uh, Mickey and Stephanie Peters are friends of ours. They run a ministry also in Houston called Upside Ministries. It's a pleasure to be in partnership with them to help hurting marriages. Uh, We have a lot of conversation between us about how we can best help couples that are in crisis. And they are starting some incredible work in town that we hope gets more and more traction in the city. And they are the ones to do it, uh, we're convinced, because they have an incredible story. And that story has helped a lot of other couples who have dealt, frankly, with the painful issue of infidelity. So, Mickey and Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. Woohoo! Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. <laughs> Glad you're here. Well, why don't you uh, give us a little background about your family and maybe a little bit of the Reader's Digest version of your story, because it's quite a story. Thanks, Brett. This is Mickey (laughs) speaking, and um, Steph and I first have been married for 16, almost 16 years. Mm -hmm. We have three children together, uh, Zachary, Emma, and Luke, members here at Memorial Drive Presbyterian, and... uh, in our personal, in our marriage story, infidelity is, uh, has played a part. Uh, I was unfaithful to Stephanie when we were living in Peru, and a child uh, was a result of that uh, infidelity. And so Steph and I have been recovering from that for uh, over 10 years. Mm. And a big part of our recovery has been reaching out and being available to other couples who are experiencing infidelity and going through that in their own marriage, and that has been a big part of our own recovery, and really what uh, is behind the name of our of our ministry, Upside. We realize that as we reach out and are available, God has blessed us, mm. and we, we really have seen the upside of that in our own relationship and our own marriage. So mm-hmm. it's amazing how faithful He is in redeeming some of our biggest mistakes that we make in our life. I mean, when we all make them. So Mm -hmm. it's been very exciting to watch you guys in action and see the fruit of your ministry. And so we hold you guys in high regard. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit, just kind of the high point or low points of of that story. Well, I mean, the low points are definitely um, the devastation that you go through. And... uh, Many organizations that deal with just infidelity issues are using the word trauma. Mm. It is a trauma that happens um, to to the head, to the heart, to the marriage, to the family. Mm-hmm. And um, as you can imagine, I mean, you're going, coming through a trauma, you're trying to figure out what happened um, first and foremost, and then even the idea of putting it back together um, becomes not simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and a huge balance that, as Mickey was even talking about, talking about the upside, about trusting God, but um, 
what we always talk about is the voice of the world versus the voice of God. Mm. And the voice of the world is really loud on this subject and can be a huge distraction. Um, So getting to a place where, as as not only a couple, but as an individual, you can weigh that out and kind of invite God in and say, okay, I really want to hear what God has to say about Mm -hmm. this. Um, I already know what the world has to say about this. Uh And a lot of the times the world's voice is pretty ugly about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Do you mean by that largely that our culture is like, hey, if someone cheats on you, you know, run away. There's no reason to rebuild. There's no reason to reconcile, you know, that kind of idea. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, very much so. I think uh, Mm self-protect. Yeah. um, Put your walls up. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you know. Once a cheater, always a cheater is a right. phrase that you can, you can hear a lot. And yeah. and recently, what was the one that we heard recently was uh, the line of, fool me once, shame on right. you, fool me twice, shame on me. Right. Uh-huh. And, you know, cute little quip, but that doesn't work well with um, healing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that doesn't work well with being open to a healing process. Yeah. Completely understandable, but... Yeah. You know, so having people go to a place of pain um, ourselves, you know, I mean, the journey for us, um, God was definitely with us, mm-hmm. and it's always you notice it more in hindsight. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, we were really fortunate enough to have a lot of moments where it was just we couldn't deny God's hand mm-hmm. in the story, mm-hmm. and the more we actually shared the story. Um, I think I definitely went first in that avenue of being, I just couldn't put the mask on. I couldn't hide mm-hmm. that this was my reality. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, people just started opening up to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I shared that with Mickey, Mickey began to be more open about his journey and his story, and he was seeing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me ask you, what what prompted him to be more open specifically? Your Your reaction in what way prompted him to... To feel safe enough to to move forward. Well, I think Mickey can probably answer that better than I can. <laughs> well, I think the the when you see when I mean, you first start this journey, thinking, "God, I hope nobody ever finds out, and if we can just keep it a secret from everybody, perfect." And, and that's and, and just generally, just what what had taken place. You can just give me the general. I had had an affair, uh, about a year and a half long affair with a, a woman in Peru, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just that. It was also I was having sex with prostitutes and mm-hmm. uh, pornography, and I, I was a sex addict, mm-hmm. uh, recovering uh, sex addict, and mm-hmm. so uh, that was what was going on. And when I got my mistress pregnant, pregnant, and I had to share that with Stephanie, that was really the start of discovery and, and recovery as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and very complex yes. layers. Crazy. Of, <laughs> yes, and Stephanie became pregnant shortly thereafter with our third child, so it was quite uh, quite a, a, a traumatic and uh, difficult uh, time in our lives. We moved to Brazil in the middle of that, and so it was a, a very a – very, uh, um, <clears throat> God showed up a lot in that time. But what, the question, what prompted me – to begin to share was more seeing the blessings of in Stephanie's life of and her story of being more open about it and, and getting it out. You know, mm-hmm. when you keep that in and you and you try to suppress it and and hide it and those secrets and trying to maintain that facade is just exhausting mm-hmm. and and is exactly the opposite, I believe, of what we 
you should be doing, which is not telling everybody, but as mm-hmm. God leads and provides people in your life, friends uh, for the most part, and and uh, good books, and you know, be open about that and be willing to share that. So I saw that in her in her life and saw her begin to uh, just be more at peace with it and more own the story instead of denying the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in my own recovery, that's a big part uh, within a recovery program, being uh, open and, and transparent and mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. And so it's just uh, been, you know, uh, transformational, really, le- mm-hmm. letting that out and not... Uh, so I'm curious from the point from when this disclosure came out, how long how much time elapsed before the two of you both said we're in this we're committed to this recovery do you want to handle that one well that was (laughs) i mean really stephanie almost from the beginning was was committed to trying to keep the marriage together Mm -hmm. with a lot of doubts a lot of this wasn't like uh you know make a decision and then it's all you know, linear traje- yeah. trajectory right. to yeah. success. It was a lot of <laughs> three steps forward, two and, steps back, and, yeah. and struggles and and along the way. But I think from the beginning, we were both committed to trying to make the marriage. It was, this is my second marriage, mm-hmm. and so yeah. I definitely wanted to. We have two at the time, and now three children. Mm-hmm. Where that that commitment was almost from the beginning mm-hmm. and we call it when we call it the crooked path mm-hmm. and yeah. there's a reason we call it the crooked path mm-hmm. it's just, it's I not like um you know you can say i want to try um we use a phrase wanting to want as long as you can get to a place where you want hmm. to want the marriage mm-hmm. or want to want the relationship mm-hmm then you're open to the steps and you're open to inviting God into it. You may um, have no idea how you you're going to get there, exactly. but you know that right. you want to want it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you, I was in the fence of wanting to want it and wanting to leave yeah. <laughs> a lot of times in that first – I would say that first year, obviously, was the toughest. Uh-huh. Um, figuring out what my vo- my own voice was, figuring out who I was mm-hmm. uh, in the marriage uh-huh. um, as an individual. Um and I think going through so much change, uh, and we often talk about uh, Mickey's son that he has in Peru, um, getting to a place where I was not overcome with anger mm-hmm. and getting to a place where I um, could say, this is our reality, and what does this look like for us? Mm-hmm. Uh, we always say it's kind of a mixed blessing because Mickey doesn't have a relationship with his son um, but that door's always been open. Mm-hmm. Um, it made us talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I think being forced to talk about it, mm-hmm. we didn't realize what a huge blessing that was mm-hmm. until we kind of got down the road and realized talking about it is exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. It's not the instinct that you have. You want to, as Mickey said, you want to hide it. You yeah. want to crawl under a rock somewhere and cry and pray that nobody even knows that this is what's on your plate. Yeah. Um, but when you start to bring it out into the light and just be open and honest, it really, the, just the blessings that come from that mm-hmm. are amazing. They really are. And I can't imagine what it would be like to go through something this complex without a deep faith in God. And I'm curious what you would say to a couple that uh, maybe hasn't trusted God, haven't, hasn't totally surrendered control to God. Uh, in a situation like that, hmm. 
Yeah, there's there is no. Uh, I, as you said, I can't imagine having gone through this without that faith and you know just the the forgiveness. The the re, you know the the story of Christ is about redemption, mm-hmm. is about transformation, <clears throat> and I always think of the 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 demon possessed man and and it, Jesus cast the demons out and he he was he wanted to go with Jesus. And Jesus said, "No, you need to go and tell what the Lord has done to you, mm-hmm. done for you." And mm-hmm. and uh, that was his that was his ministry, and that's what I see as our ministry wow. is telling mm-hmm. people how if I'm going to share the gospel, I can do the Roman road, right? But then I can say, "Let me tell you what Jesus has done in my life. Right. Let me tell you about the journey that He's brought me through." And in particular, a couple who's dealing with this, that's how I share the go- that's how we share the gospel with them. Mm-hmm. This is how Jesus showed up in our life mm-hmm. in a way that made the biggest difference that you can imagine in a marriage in a family mm-hmm. he can take a situation that as you said was incredibly complex mm-hmm. and and bless that and turn it into something that is is uh, is a story that gives him glory gives him uh, all the credit mm-hmm. and, and without him uh, you know i don't know how mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine uh taking this journey mm-hmm. without uh without faith and without uh, without Christ. But you know what I would add to that, and I think it's really important for couples who um, maybe their faith isn't that strong when this happens, mm-hmm. but kind of just every day saying, God, I want to invite you in, and I don't know what today is going to happen today. Because in our early marriage, I would have said Mickey's faith was stronger when we first met. Mm. Um, and he definitely carried me through the death of my dad. Um, and my faith was definitely growing in those early years that we were together. And I have no doubt when this happened, I mean, my faith, I, and I never faltered. Um, I definitely questioned a lot more than I ever had before. I, you know, sure. I thought, what is, you know, God's sense of humor to mm-hmm. me became what, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't quite following that at the time. <laughs> right. But, um, uh, we've talked about our journey of there are just many times when he carried me mm. and a lot of times where I carried him and then there were times we just leaned on each other, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. kind of exhausted, but just willing to take those steps forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just for pen- anyone that is, you know, the tendency is to pull away from church. The tendency mm. is to kind of try to hide. And and we're not saying come into the, you know, if you want to come into the sanctuary or at any church and, you know, be open about it, you know, more power to you, right. but we're not saying that. Right. We're just saying don't waste the energy trying to hide it because mm-hmm. you will deplete yourself trying to do that. And if you just wake up every day and say, okay, God, I, I don't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Right. I really don't, but I'm going to just trust you with the day. And it starts there. Yeah. So who were the first people that you guys reached out to after, like, did you just kind of keep it to yourselves for a long time Who were, when you finally decided, let's... Let's talk to someone. What did that look like? Well, the day after I disclosed that I was had an affair and my mistress was pregnant, we called our parents mm-hmm. and told them. They were the first people, mm-hmm. and then started uh, with some therapy here and and at uh, uh, Good Faith Samaritan here in uh, Houston. Here in mm-hmm. Houston, mm-hmm. did some intensive counseling there. And really, as far as reaching out, uh, I, in my re- own recovery, reached out and had a sponsor online mm-hmm. at the time. But it was more God bringing people into our lives mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. either were experiencing something similar or 
friends that were open to hear that story mm-hmm. and didn't judge us or you know willing to walk with us mm-hmm. uh, in Brazil in particular and mm-hmm. so yeah I was gonna say that happened in Brazil but in Peru when everything kind of happened and we the timing was right at Christmas so we were able to come back to Houston mm-hmm. and um, we were members over at Grace Presbyterian at the time and, mm-hmm. and Dave McKechnie was there and he was just a huge uh, Support, support, and just mm-hmm. really, you know, and we still use a phrase that he s- has said to us then, which is, "You can choose to be bitter, or you can choose to be better," mm-hmm. and it's really your choice. Mm-hmm. And I, we use that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. There's always a crossroads moment mm-hmm. where you kind of have to stop and pause. And I talk a lot with the women that we work with about um, letting yourself slow down a little bit, allowing yourself to just pause. Mm-hmm. Um, and get your thoughts. Get your thoughts because yeah. it's a lot, and mm-hmm. and and the pain is a lot, and the emotion is a lot. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge big part of it. Um, but I will say that I went through that initial. I'm going to not tell anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, and even the therapist even was like, "Well, Mickey's got to really kind of work on some big issues. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just go find a friend that mm-hmm. you can talk to about this?" And I'm like, "Who?" You know, not only who do I say this out loud to, but how in the world would I unpack this? Exactly. Well, yeah. and then I felt like I was dumping something huge on somebody else. So yeah. I was really um, uh, overwhelmed, over completely overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah, and it was definitely that was kind of the first of many God moments, which the person that that God placed in my head, I kept thinking that's a little odd. Why is that the person? Hmm. Um, only to find out that she and her husband had gone through something similar. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, it's their own story. Um, but I was like, wow, okay, God, um, uh, you've got my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I had some great support in Peru, but I definitely also felt like I needed to protect Mickey a little mm-hmm. bit. Sure. So I definitely waited before. I didn't tell anybody until we went to Peru. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry, until we went to Brazil. Uh-huh. Um, what was actually on our plate? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> wow. I, there's just you know I think about what you're talking about with the crooked path, and I, I totally agree. I think great grief doesn't for the most of us go in a straight line you know mm-hmm. they talk about the seven stages of grief or whatever and i think you kind of go in and out and back mm-hmm. to it and come back through kind of and retreat and, you know mm-hmm. and so i know it's a it's a different journey for every couple but then i also think i'm i'm fascinated by the fact that there is kind of a sequence to it too as far as moving to healing and so and, and we've had conversations about that which I, I think we'll unpack here too but um just i'm just always interested in how long people wait before they reach out you know and and does that impact their healing if they wait too long you know that kind of thing i would say you know there is an initial period where you need to kind of circle the wagons Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. really you know come up with a game plan and including probably therapy and who who do you really need to share this with Mm -hmm. Um, but it's amazing how you know god really does for us what we can't do for ourselves mm-hmm. many times and mm-hmm. provide opportunities and relationships that uh, um, is, you see a lot of, I think it's, you know, in our church culture many times, you, you come in and you put your best face forward mm-hmm. and, and you don't yeah, really yeah. come out and be, get real, mm-hmm. <laughs> with yeah. this, especially with this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, a big part of our ministry is to kind of go first. Hey, we'll go first. We're happy to be that, share our story. 
uh, feel led to do that mm-hmm. to really to allow other people to then mm-hmm. follow, you know be be open and willing to share their story mm-hmm. yeah. and and I think and you know where else should you be able to share that story than a church right this Christ was about people there's so many stories in the gospels of people hurting people yeah. uh, coming for the him sick. and uh-huh. and him listening and re- you know receiving them not judging them and listening to their story mm-hmm. yeah and so i we feel a big part of our ministry is to in within church so you have your therapy you have your but within your church community you shouldn't feel like you have to hide it and right you know what if they find out they're going to get i don't know uh, excommunicated or you know shunned <laughs> looked or at differently and, or yeah, <clears throat> and yeah. so hey, this is where you need to come and because many times you see where a couple would just disappear, right? What yes. happened to so and so? Oh yeah. well, on the you know hush yeah. hush. It's, yeah, wow, you know that this this should be the place where they come and and you know receive uh, forgiveness, receive uh, compassion, mm-hmm. receive support. But there's uh, and stigmatization and all kinds of issues mm-hmm. like that that make that difficult. And that's what's so great about what you guys do is that uh, now with your ministry, which is not just limited to Houston, it's you know open to anyone that would even hear this. And this, this mm-hmm. podcast goes out who knows where, all over the place. They could even contact you to just get even just the first – bit of advice of what to do first and so mm-hmm. forth and I'd like to talk about that a little bit more in a second right now you are listening to marriage to the max Welcome back to Marriage to the Max, and we are continuing our conversation with Mickey and Stephanie Peters, and uh, they have a ministry called Upside Ministries, which really is a tremendous resource dealing with the painful issue of infidelity. So before the break, we were talking about you know if a couple finds themselves in crisis, maybe it's just immediately after disclosure, I mean, they could contact you, and your website is upsideministries.com. And then now you guys are also tethered to even more reinforcements behind you with your connection with AffairRecovery.com, which we have known about for years, and maybe you can unpack kind of 
your relationship with Rick Reynolds and AffairRecovery.com out of Austin. Yeah, just another moment of um, all those years when Mick and I were living abroad and, you know, just trusting God and, and we were working on Bible studies together and working on things together and um, had our healing path. And as we came back to Houston and um, were led to, through someone who knew that we wanted to build a ministry, we were led to a fair recovery and started having these conversations with Rick Reynolds, who developed a fair recovery in Austin. Um, and, and a fair recovery, for our money, they have probably done more extensive research on just the science of affairs than just about anybody we could mention. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. I mean, hands down, it's the best material mm-hmm. um, that we've come across. And, and the weird part is, is that as we even d- when I went deeper into the material, there were just these bizarre moments of similar ways of thinking hmm. um, that we kind of came to, that God brought us to, mm-hmm. and that Rick, with his vast experience and knowledge and, um, you know, putting this material together, it just like, wow, that's the exact same conclusion we came to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he just did it in a much more... Um, <laughs> poetic and and, uh, nicer way (laughs) he sort of packaged it up and made it look really good and pretty and um it's just we can't we can't say enough good things Mm. about rick and the people with a fair recovery yeah um and what we love is that he reaches out to the world Mm -hmm. i mean he really reaches out to the world Mm -hmm. it's um anonymous you can be as anonymous as you want to be um but we do talk a lot about you know owning your story and getting to that place and mm-hmm. um he just creates a safe environment and mm-hmm. essentially that's what we try to do as well mm-hmm. um do you want to say anything more well, about and he and he what rick does is he's he's a licensed therapist mm-hmm. and he's a very committed christian and mm-hmm. he really brings those two together mm-hmm. and in his material you have both the spiritual aspect and the clinical aspect and mm-hmm. so it's really a good sometimes you can get overly spiritual right. overly mm-hmm. spiritualized or overly clinical or overly mm-hmm. clinical yeah. and he really brings them together in a way that's very effective and then you include the the group aspect so you have a, a you know both the husband and the wife together with three or four other couples mm-hmm. going through the material together mm-hmm. and it really is helpful to hear other to know you're not alone, first of all, and many mm-hmm. times you can develop a network you can lean on of other couples and other hurting spouses, other unfaithful spouses mm-hmm. uh, to to work with, and and that's a powerful. The Holy Spirit really, because those are tough. I mean, we we do a Sunday night here at MDPC, and <laughs> the Holy Spirit really uh, shows up in a in a powerful way in those in those uh, group meetings. And yeah. I can imagine some people would have a reticence to do that to you know even as they're listening you say that like yeah, that would not be something I would want to be involved in but so many benefits from from being with others that are going through somewhat similar paths uh, to mm-hmm. even just the normalization of some of the pain and recovery and and so forth I'm, I'm sure there's just a lot of in particular for the hurting spouses many times in the church it's well you just need to forgive him pray about it and move on mm-hmm. And that's not <laughs> right. Not how it works, you know. Yeah. There is a it's, a it's definitely said a crooked path, a long path, mm-hmm. a lot of healing, a lot of, 
And so they need a they need someone to talk to. Many times mm-hmm. they're the ones, in particular, if there's addiction involved, you have recovery groups, you have the, the unfaithful spouse has right. a lot of support, a lot of help. The, the hurting spouse, the, the betrayed spouse, many times is all alone mm-hmm. and really is, is struggling. And so providing that network for, for them to be able to first hear they're not alone, that mm-hmm. you, normally your first thought is, you know, I'm, I'm all alone. No mm-hmm. one else... Is, yeah. is and so to hear someone else's story resonates with you. You can connect with it. Gives you hope. Gives you hope. End point. <clears throat> exactly, and that's that is so. There's no place for those, in particular, the the hurting spouses, uh, and in most cases, the women, to go where they can, you know, vent and mm-hmm. really be uh, supported and mm-hmm. encouraged, and not uh, you know those voices of the world, which are every week. There's another voice in a story or mm-hmm. <laughs> episode and so it's really uh, I think if there's any principal benefit I would say that is probably it right yeah. one of the helpful one of the most helpful resources that we have referred many couples to with Rick's organization is are the he's got so many PDFs you can download mm-hmm. for free right mm-hmm. off the website and, and just at the starting point when the disclosure is Fresh, you know, the 20, I think it is, common mistakes that the offending spouse makes and the top 20 mistakes that the hurt spouse makes. Because I think some people have the misconceptions that when an affair has, has occurred, like you were saying, that maybe only one person needs recovery, and without exception. I mean, when an affair has disrupted the harmony in marriage, you've, you're both going through recovery. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, and I think people, um, I think ther- therapists and counselors have sort of realized that it had been done wrong before. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, couples were coming in and they were dealt, they had this devastation happen. And a lot of the times they were maybe separated and the person who, um, especially if addiction issues were somewhere in there, you were as I like, was what happened with me. Go off and find someone to talk to, and we're going to kind of deal with Mickey and Mickey's issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will tell you, I was very happy to go. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mickey's <laughs> the one with all the problems. Go ahead, clean him up, and give him be back. Takes you know. me off the hook. Yeah, yeah. but that's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. And um, but in the midst of that, I did feel very alone. Mm-hmm. And I think what the group dynamic brings into it is. Um, I'm not alone, mm-hmm. and a lot of the time when you're stuck in grief and you're stuck in anger, um, I can't tell you how many times Mickey tried to communicate something to me, and I just couldn't hear him. Mm-hmm. I was my grief, my anger, um, mm-hmm. it was just blo- it was just a wall, and mm-hmm. I couldn't hear anything he was trying to say, um, and I was kind of just happy to be stuck there, mm-hmm. and I felt justified to be stuck there, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden you start having conversations, and I could hear something from someone else's spouse hmm. and I and realize oh my gosh that's what Mickey's been trying to communicate to me mm. and so it's really why we talk a lot about the group dynamic finding mm-hmm. um, other couples um, trusting other couples with mm-hmm. your story mm-hmm. uh, you just it'll help you be able to talk about this subject mm-hmm. in a way that just the two of you alone in a room might not be able to get there on your own mm-hmm. um, and unless you have a really good therapist, you might not even get there in therapy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And there's something about that peer 
uh, learning from our peers that even as grown-ups, you know, we when we sit in a in a group with with other couples, you're right. You can hear someone say something to their spouse, and you can hear it so much more objectively than if your own spouse is saying it to you. And yes. in fact, when we do you know marriage retreats and stuff, where we usually find video clips of say when we're teaching conflict management, we'll find video clips of other people having an argument so that you can sort of dissect it and go, oh, that's what that looks like when that plays out because it's just so much easier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, we don't have time to get into a long list of these things, but I'm curious, maybe the top mistake that you made as the hurt spouse or something that you would want to share from the benefit of your experience with somebody who's been the the hurt spouse. Um, Oh my gosh, I made a lot of mistakes, but I think the one that stands out the most um, is in relation to holding holding what happened over Mickey's head hmm. um, far too long. Hmm. Uh, I felt completely justified to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always t- talked about it being like a, the, the, the card in the back pocket that mm-hmm. I could just pull that out. You know, what do you mean you want to take the garbage out? Remember when you had an affair? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and I'm making, card I'm making, yeah, the Trump card. Yeah. Thank you. And I know I'm making fun of it, but I was aware that if he did anything, mm-hmm. um, it got to that place. I just, I was aware that I was ready to whip that card out and mm-hmm. throw it down. And I didn't like how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. I knew how it made him feel. It was written all over his face. Mm-hmm. And I thought this, we're not going to get past this, you know, uh, if I stop, if I don't stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And I got to a place where I didn't even want to have that card. Mm-hmm. I didn't, it it burned in my mm-hmm. hand. Yeah. Um, well, it was bringing shame to both of you, yes. actually. Mm-hmm. And what we know about any kind of recovery is shame is not helpful. It exactly. just doesn't benefit. It does, it's not productive for the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that takes a lot of honesty to admit that. So I'm curious what you would say, Mickey, on from the other end. What was besides the obvious, just <laughs> right. in, in the recovery, <laughs> in the recovery part the of things? Guy. Yeah. What What would you? Yeah, I would say the, um, you know, your your initial reaction or initial thinking is uh, mine was, you know. Move. Let's get over it and move on. You know, let's let's. Uh, I'm going to work on my recovery, and let's. You, you don't want to give. You know, I, I was involved in these activities for decades. You know, in our marriage, and at the time, years. And so, all of a sudden, I was dumping all this stuff on Stephanie and expecting her to, you know, forgive and you know, in, in months. Mm-hmm. And Rick in gives days. the in days, <laughs> right? In months, yeah. and so. It's very common, and I was very much uh, uh, guilty of this, is wanting the, the Stephanie to just, let's move on. Do we need to talk about that again? Do we need to, to really need to bring that up again? We just talked about that last week, and this mm-hmm. is the yeah. fifth. Or so. so giving her, realizing that she needs her, she's working through her process, mm-hmm. and it will take years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the best way I can show her that I love her, I'm committed, is giving her that space, mm-hmm. letting her, if she wants to talk about something 20 times, let's talk about that same thing mm-hmm. 20 times. Mm-hmm. And and that's really, if there's a way that uh, someone who's in the unfaithful spouse position can show their love and their commitment to, the, to their wife, to their husband, to mm-hmm. the marriage, it's that. Mm-hmm. You take as much time as you need, and I'm here, 
you know, to ride say out. that now, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. But, I, you know, that frustration, that anger, mm-hmm. that oh, here we go, you know, is normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would not have those feelings. But for the for the process to really work, you have to, like to Stephanie said, time. talk about mm-hmm. it. And the cool thing is uh, the upside of it is really many times you think it's the end of the marriage. We'll never have what we had before. Mm. It's better. Hmm. It's better. Mm-hmm. It's better. When you work through mm-hmm. something like this, and and you're able to really process it, let God in the in the story and in the healing and the recovery. I, w- I don't want what we used to have. Right. That's not, that's, that was you know, nothing compared to what we have today. Right. So right. As crazy as that sounds to a couple in the midst of a discovery or a disclosure, you know, that's the reality. That's our experience, and not just ours. Rick talks about. The same thing in his material is that marriage is much better, much right. deeper, mm-hmm. much more committed, much more intimate, and so that's the the hope, you know. And it's again only with God and His His grace, Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, yeah. His uh, working in the middle of it, and and it is it's much better. Because you're really better, rebuilding a different kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going through the recovery too, but but hopefully as a process, you're rebuilding something that's new. That's mm-hmm. got new foundations mm-hmm. to it than before, so that makes perfect sense. And even couples that may never have to deal with this issue with an affair, I mean, every marriage goes through difficult resets, you know, on some level. This is a very extreme, dramatic example, but that rebuilding that you're talking about and then just allowing God to just redeem and redeem, and, and that's what He does best, you know, mm-hmm. is just to make things better and stronger than they were before. We just always love that statistic about couples that are just in a miserable state of their marriage, affair or no affair, that uh, the statistics show, you know, 75, 80% of those couples five years later report high satisfaction in their marriage just from staying in the game, sticking Mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you guys are such a frontline resource of encouragement and you know I want to say a couple of things one is Kelly and I respect you guys tremendously mm-hmm. and we trust you completely that's why we partner with you guys and and we we don't we don't do that lightly you know we're very particular about who we're going to entrust couples to their care but but we we know that you guys are the real real McCoy and also, you've been very, very candid with your personal story, but I want people to know that when they contact you, it's, and you've said this along the way in our conversation, that you are a very safe place for them to receive their story. And if they are not comfortable disclosing anything, you get that, and mm-hmm. you understand that, and you, you protect that. And uh, that's, what again, what makes you such a valuable resource until <coughs> – until maybe events would lead a couple to maybe bring that into the light, as you said before. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. for what that's worth, we we really appreciate the front lines aspect of what you do. No, mm-hmm. thank you, thank well, and you. The, and the I would just say the the goal five years from now, if you say what does this look like, would be there'd be ten other couples in MDPC at Grace at Chapelwood doing the same thing and yeah. churches all over and churches America. all over yeah. that, that would be able to be there and be a you know and then doing you know the 12-step discipleship however mm-hmm. you want to put it i think uh, it's as christians as followers of christ incumbent on us to tell our story tell mm-hmm. his story in our lives mm-hmm. and so if 
you know, say with couples going through this, at some point, staying together and, mm-hmm. and recovery and blessing, you need to give back. You need to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, to get the upside, to get the real – and so it's it's almost. But I would also a, say, don't rush that. Don't rush mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. you have to be. Yeah, there is a be that. careful. Right. <clears throat> trust God on that journey uh-huh. moment. Yeah. Um, don't rush in just because we're saying sharing your story brings healing. God's definitely got to guide you on that, and right. I I very carefully say that because we we have been we've been burned by people we love uh-huh. uh, because we rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you Gotta have to be aware God's of timing. that. Wait on God's timing completely. Yes. Right. Well, good deal. So if couples have a, a story that's connected with infidelity, you guys are a tremendous resource. So again, your your website is upsideministries.com, also fairrecovery.com. You are in direct partnership with. Uh, those are both tremendous resources uh, for people to go to directly. And uh, we're thankful that you took the time to, to be in this very frank, honest conversation with us, and we just love you all very much. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. <laughs> if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. You can also check out homeencouragement.org, or you can email us at thehearse at homeencouragement.org. And you guys' email is what? Upside Ministries at gmail.com. Upside Ministries at gmail.com to contact Mickey and Stephanie Peters. Also, uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, until next time, we just want you to remember healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.